Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Give the Lord one more praise. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, He is a good God. He is a faithful God. Amen. If you were here last Wednesday, amen, we had a great time as people came to testify on the conference, amen, or they came to testify on what God was doing in their lives, amen. It started off a little slow, amen, but as people started to come up, more people got more brave, amen, hallelujah, and God started to move, amen, and more started to share, and more started to testify, amen. And at the end of all of it, how many know that God gets all the glory? Come on, he gets all the glory, hallelujah. You know, the enemy right now during this time, amen, of crisis and and pandemic is trying to silence the church during this time. But how many know that God is still good no matter what? Come on, that we still need to testify because he's still doing things in our lives. Come on, he's still doing things in our church, and he did some marvelous things at the well conference. Come on, somebody. Come on, God is doing some good things, so he, he's worthy to be praised and to be testified about. His word is still true that he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Even in the midst of a crisis, God is faithful. I said God is faithful. Come on, somebody. He is faithful. All we need to do, amen, is to be still, as our theme was last year, and know that he is God. Amen. Psalms 23 verse 4 says this, Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Here David is going through a tough time. Here David is going through a a crisis. Here David is going through a, a crisis of darkness, yet he has time to testify. Come on, somebody. He has time to testify. He says, thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me in my valley. Come on. See, this is what we need to do during the times of darkness in our lives right now. Even in the world right now, that God is still a faithful God. That we as a church don't shut up or shut down. We testify that God is good. God is faithful. God is going to show up. Amen. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. If we want to shout the victory, church, then we need to talk about his goodness. Come on, we need to testify. Come on, we need, when we talk about Jesus and all that he's done for you, amen, it makes you want to shout. It makes you want to dance. It makes you want to jump, amen. And all that is a result of victory, church. It's part, it's part of being the witness of Jesus Christ. God has commissioned us, listen, to go and make disciples, to win the lost. Amen. Come on. The world needs people to share what God has done for them. The world right now is far more ready to receive it than we are ready to give it. Come on, somebody. Come on. They're ready. They're, they're, they're ready to receive. They're, man, if you just start talking Jesus, you might just talk to somebody. 
You might just give them hope, amen. Uh, you know, I was just sharing a little bit, amen. Uh, uh, no, they were just talking, and, and uh, uh, this young girl uh, started working at our electronics place right there, amen, that sell uh, laptops and stuff like that, little small gadgets, amen. Uh, and so he was, we were kind of sharing it, and, uh, and I was sharing, oh, you know, Kind of just sharing. She she didn't get to know who I was, and she just started in the in the in the department, and, and like we started sharing the things like why I'm here. And I said, well, I'm a pastor, and this is what we is, and and so we we started sharing that, and, and she started sharing some things. But then the other there was another guy working in the same department. Goes, do you know that he's a pastor? Oh yeah, I know he's a pastor, and and recently that guy came for prayer. He asked me for prayer yesterday. Because he said, man, I need a power of God. I need something to move in my life. You, 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 you are, I want you to pray for me because he, he's, he's, he's having some health issues. And so he has some family issues. He goes, can you lift these needs up for me? And right now, if we start talking God, you don't know what door will open for you to share the gospel, to share your testimony to. Amen. And God has given you, say me. He's given you a message. Everyone here has a message to share. And God wants to use your hurts, your, your habits, your hang-ups of your past to help others, church. God wants you to share the good news. Somebody say good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. That when we became believers, listen, church, we also became God's messengers. Come on, he didn't just save you to say I'm saved. No, he saved you to use you. And he used your message to reach others church and tonight amen i want to minister a message can i get a testimony come on can i get a testimony in this place amen you know i want i got to testify amen come on now. come on god wants you to speak through the world through you he wants to use you somebody say me yes to be a testimony church to be a testimony here in Las Vegas, a testimony on the job, at your school, in your neighborhood, to your family, to this world church. People are not just going to walk into this church. People will stop coming when you stop sharing, witnessing, and testifying. We need to testify, church. We need to share the gospel for those who come into the church. Amen. You know, Brother Garrett, amen, was called into work during worship on Sunday, amen. But he had to come and tell me, can you testify for me? Come on. Remember that tip? Can you testify for me, amen? He says, I got to share this, this thing. I got to testify about God's goodness and blessings during this dark season. How God is still faithful. And so I, I testify, Amen. Come on, about what he did, amen. Come on, those are the things I'm talking about, that we need to still share what God is still doing right now in the midst of us, amen. Can I get a testimony, somebody? Come on. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17 says this, We speak the truth before God as messengers of God. You may be here today and say, well, I got nothing to say, Pastor. I, I got nothing to share. Let me tell you, we all have something to say. Come on, somebody. Come on, can I get a testimony out there? Come on, can I get a, can, can somebody say yes, hallelujah. All of us have something to say because God is a good God. When you first got saved, you couldn't stop talking about God. Come on, somebody. You couldn't stop sharing, testifying. Come on, you got, you have that young convert feeling. Come on, they're radical. When you get saved, man, and full of the Holy Ghost, you, you, you just tell everybody what happened to you. 
Come on, I, I remember Brother Vernon, amen, when you were leaving on Sunday, remember? You said, I feel young. Man, he was just excited. I mean, that's, that's just that's that feeling, amen. And you know what? Don't lose that. We got to, when you start to testify, when you start to share God's goodness, something inside of you just gets you going, amen. You get that, that young feeling. You may, you may be old in age, but in the spirit, come on, somebody, can I testify? Can I share something about Jesus? See, the problem is that we've been saved too long for some of us. Come on, or, or the crisis that's hitting our lives right now has stopped you, listen, from testifying. Well, let me tell you. Mm -mm. Somebody say, mm-mm. Let me testify. Come on, I, I got to testify, amen, because God has been faithful through this crisis, amen. Uh, God has been faithful through this pandemic, amen. Uh, come on, is anyone out there today, amen? God is faithful. Come on, uh, come on, it's really, uh, though it's a dark season, and yes, there's a, there's a true virus out there. People are getting affected. People have died, amen. But God is still faithful. Can I get a testimony? See, we have all experienced the power of God in our lives at one time or another, but God wants you to use those experiences to bring others to the family of God. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 10, it says this, So all, somebody say all, so all who believe in the Son of God have this testimony in their hearts. Any believers in the house? Come on. If you are a believer, let me tell you, there is a testimony in your heart. There is a testimony of what God has done in your life. So today I want to minister that your testimony, somebody say my testimony, has four parts to offer this world. Amen. I'm going to give you those four parts or reminder what those four parts are as we start to testify. Can somebody say amen? amen. The first part of your message includes what? Your testimony. Right? Your testimony is a story of how Christ has made a difference in your life. I was once lost. Come on, somebody. But now I'm found. I was once blind, but now I see. I was once bound, but what? Jesus has. Come on. He's... Is anybody set free in this place? Come on. Somebody say, I'm free. Come on. These are, these are things that we can automatically testify that God has done in our lives. Amen. It's who you were and who you are now. Amen. You may not have it all together. Amen. But how many know that we know where we're going now? Come on, somebody. Come on. In the world, we, we didn't know where we're going. We were wondering if we could make it next week. Come on. For some of us. Come on. We, we didn't know what's going on, but now we know where we're going. Come on, there, heaven is our target, amen. Uh, come on, we are heaven bound. Uh, we are going to glory land. Uh, we're going to that place that he talked about that I go to prepare a place for you. Now, where I am, what? You'll be. You have to understand that God has chosen you. Tell your neighbor, I'm chosen. Not frozen. It's chosen, hallelujah. People get saved, amen, and get frozen, hallelujah. But you got to understand that you're chosen, amen, in the kingdom of God. First Peter 2, 9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare, listen, the praises 
of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Come on, somebody. He called you out of darkness. He called you from the midst of that pig pen that you were in. Amen. He called you in that mess that you were in out of your darkness into his marvelous light. That's a testimony. Come on, that is a testimony. You were, well, it goes on to say, you were once not a people, but now you are a people of God. You were once not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. How many, how many thank God for God's mercy? Come on, mercy, amen. Witnessing, listen, is simply sharing your personal experiences about God. Come on, we are witnesses, listen, of Jesus Christ. See, in a courtroom, listen, in a courtroom, a witness isn't expected to argue the case. Come on, they're not there to prove the truth, amen. That is the attorney's job. Come on, uh, come on. The witness is to simply report what happened to them or what they saw. Come on, somebody. In John chapter 9, the story of the mind of the blind man from birth, amen. Jesus spits on the floor, amen. He makes mud. He wipes it on his eyes, and he begins to see. He became a witness, listen, of what happened to him, amen. He wasn't there to argue the case when they brought him in for questioning. He wasn't there to prove Jesus wrong. He, to, he was there to be a witness. He says, I don't know what happened, but all I know is I was once blind, but now I see, hallelujah. That's what he came to do, church. He said, if this man, he starts to testify even more. If this man was not from God, he could not do this. He wasn't there to prove the case. He says, man, I'm here to be a witness. I'm here to let you know what happened to me. I was this, and now I'm this. Jesus says in Acts 1-8 that what? You will be my witnesses. Notice it says witnesses, not my attorneys. My attorneys, attorneys. What the heck is that, sir? <laughs> I need water. Come on. You're going to be my witnesses, not my attorney. Amen. Jesus is the attorney. Come on. Hallelujah. We are to be simply witnesses. I don't know. I don't know. But I, all I know, you know what? I was lost. I don't know. My marriage was falling apart. I don't know. Amen. I couldn't hold it together. I, I couldn't hold a job. I, come on. I was strung out. I, I was messing up. I was in and out of prison. Come on. Is anybody a witness here? Amen. And all I know, Jesus came into my life. Amen. And now uh, my marriage is healed. Now I can hold on to a job. Now, you know, I can do all kinds of things. I can think right. Come on, somebody. God wants you to share your story or testify with others sharing your testimony is a essential part of our mission here on earth your personal testimony listen is more effective than a sermon come on there's a one 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 person said once amen i'd rather see a sermon than hear one come on somebody come on are, are you presenting a good sermon to somebody with your life because an unbeliever sees a pastor listen they see me as a person trying to sell them something. But when they see you, come on, they see you as a satisfied customer. Come on, somebody. And they'll believe you more than sometimes something that comes over the pulpit. Plus, 
Let me tell you something, church. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm just another satisfied customer to claim that Jesus is the real deal. Amen. Because I was once that person, but now I'm this. I'm here to testify. Come on. Can I get a testimony in this place? See, personal stories are easier to relate than facts or principles. People love to hear personal stories because it captures our attention and we remember them longer than the sermon. Come on. Like Sunday, amen. See, maybe a lot of you maybe not remember all the sermon, but you'll remember David's personal story of his trophy that he was carrying around, right? You'll never forget that head. Right? That's a personal story of David. This is this this boy carried that head all around Israel, amen, when he conquered Goliath. See, the unbeliever will probably lose interest if you just start preaching to them. Come on. If you want to win somebody over, share your testimony. Don't start preaching to them. Come on, you're, you're not going to get them. Don't start, to, don't start quoting scriptures at them. Don't start doing things like that. Start sharing your about your God. Be a witness. Testify. Testify. The preaching will come, church. The word will come to them, amen. But they will listen to you. And how God changed you and someone preaching to them. Personal stories build bridges that will allow Jesus to rock, rock right across and right into their lives, church. I've shared testimonies that just captivated people. I shared testimonies about my marriage that captivates people by sharing what God has done in our lives. And it just grabs a hold of them. And something starts to minister. God, the Spirit of God just starts to move. And then from there, then, then everything else starts to work into its place. Can somebody say amen? amen? Come on, you start to just share. Your personal testimony brings people's defenses down. Come on, and they will listen to a humble and personal story. Of course, we have many testimonies besides your salvation, right? Come on, we have testimonies of every, uh, every experience that God has helped us through. Come on, uh, healings. Come on, anybody get healed in this place? Uh, financial struggles, amen. Uh, relationships, amen. Problems, temptations. Uh, come on, there, there are crises that God has brought you personally through that you can share to somebody. Can I get a testimony in this place? See, you got to be sensitive to the unbelieving friend uh, and tell the testimony that best relates to them at that time. Come on, minister to them. You hear their story and testify, testify about your story. See, different situations call for different testimonies. Come on. Come on, if someone's going through a marriage problem in their life, amen, and you've got some marriage testimonies about what God did in your life, start sharing about your marriage. You'll minister to them. So the first part is your testimony. Second part of your testimony is your lessons. The truths that God has taught you from experiences with him. These are lessons and insights that God has personally taught you. Things that you learn about, in, about God in relationships, problems, temptations, shortcomings, amen, other things in life. David prayed in Psalms 110, 33, God, teach me lessons for living so I can stay on the course. It's sad to say that we never learn from what happens to us. Come on, it has to happen several times before we get it. 
Come on, nobody here like that, huh? Come on. Come on, everybody got it? Everybody, anybody ever get it the first time here? Come on, come on, come on. It takes several times man, to finally get what we're trying, what God's trying to teach us, amen. Because you know why? Because most of us are hard-headed. Come on. We're stubborn, prideful, hello, hallelujah, or you're just plain dumb. I don't, know, but will, I don't know if anyone will confess to that one, amen, but come on, let, 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 let's just be, let's just speak the truth, amen. The Bible says that the Israelites were hard-headed. In Psalms 106, 43, it says over and over God rescued them, but they never learned until finally their sins, listen, destroyed them. It's wise to learn, listen, church, from our past experiences, but it's wiser to learn from the experiences of others. There's not enough time to learn everything in life by trial and error, church. We must learn from life's lessons from one another and learn from each other's mistakes. Come on, somebody. Come on. You know what? I went down that alley. Let me tell you what happened when I went down that alley. You can help somebody prevent them from making a mistake or going or doing something dumb, church. Our experience can help others not to experience that. Come on, we learn from each other's mistakes. Proverbs 25 verse 12 says this, a warning given by an experienced person to someone who's willing to listen is more valuable than gold rings or jewelry or the finest of gold. If you can just listen to someone that's giving you a warning, church, about something, it's more valuable than anything else. Solomon wrote down his lessons that he learned in life that we should be grateful for because it helps you and I and ours, church. The book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastics are filled with lessons of life that we can all, listen, all learn from. Imagine how much life would be better if we learn from each other's mistakes, hang-ups, hurts, and failures, we can save ourselves a lot of trouble. Come on, somebody. God, uh, headaches, troubles, everything, amen. Backaches, front aches, every aches, everything, church. Number three, your testimony includes your godly passions. We must understand that God is a passionate God. Can somebody say amen? He passionately loves something, and he passionately hates other things. See, as we grow closer to him, he will give you a passion for something that he cares about so that we can be a voice to him in this world. It could be a, a passion for a, about a problem in the world, a, a purpose, or, or a certain group of people, amen. Whatever it is, uh, you will feel compelled to speak about it or speak up about it, amen, and do what you can do to make a difference. This passion, you can't keep it to yourself. You need to speak it up. Somebody say, speak it up. Share it with somebody. Share, share it with your pastor. Share it with me. But you need to speak it when that passion is instilled inside your heart. Matthew chapter 12, 34 says this, whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Psalms 69 verse 9 says this, this, David says this, the passion for your house has consumed me. Here's David, man, he, he loves the Lord. He says, man, man, my, 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 my love for the Lord, my compassion for the Lord, it, it just burns me up. It consumes me. It takes all of me. 
Jeremiah 29 or 20 verse 9 says this, but if I say I'll never mention the Lord or speak in his name, his word burns in my heart like a fire, like a fire that's in my bones. I am worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't stop. I can't stop talking about my Jesus. I, I cannot stop by testifying. I, I can't. I got to share to G, somebody about Jesus and what he's done in my life. I can't hold it in. Come on, somebody. See, God gives godly passion to help others. God will use your personal experience to create a, a godly passion for the abused person, the drug addict, the alcoholic, the depressed, for our teenagers. Come on, sometimes God gives us a passion to speak up for a group who cannot speak up for themselves. The persecuted, the poor, the imprisoned, the mistreated. Amen. The Bible is filled with, with, with commands to help those who can't defend for themselves. God uses passionate people to further his kingdom. Amen. He may give you a passion to start a new church. Hello. A passion of helping uh, people, amen, uh, building people, uh, homeless, amen, men discipling men, women discipling women, amen. Uh, we need to get back to this church. Uh, the question is tonight, uh, who are you discipling? Who are you spending time in building? See, God gives us different passions so that everything he wants to be done in the world will get done through you. You shouldn't expect everyone, listen, to be compassionate about your passion. But we must value, listen, each other's passion. We must never belittle someone for their godly passion, church. Galatians chapter 4.18 says this, Now it is good to have such deep interest if the purpose is good. So anything that's good that's going to help people that's a godly passion, amen. We should never belittle that or say, you know, that's, that's, that's dumb or whatever it is. Amen. And God put that in your heart, brother. That God put that in your heart, sister. Go for it. Come on. That's how our pastor did. All founder of Praise Chapel, go for it. That's why we're all over the world because we go for it. We're go for it people, church. God says, I, I, I want to do this, amen. Come on. Someone went to Pastor Neville and says, you know what? I want to put a play together called Homie, Don't You Know It. Go for it. Come on, it went 14 years saving, uh, come on, those on the streets, saving the gangsters, saying, saving those gang members, amen, because of somebody that had a passion to do something for the kingdom of God, amen, and it won souls, uh, and it, was, it built our church, uh, our fellowship, because of that one play. Whatever God puts in your heart, you never know what it's going to do, church. It's a godly passion. Go for it. Last one, your testimony includes the good news. What is the good news? Come on, Romans chapter 1, 17 says this. This good news tells us how God has made us right in his sight. This has accomplished from the start to finish by faith. Come on, tell somebody you got to have faith. You got to have faith. You got to have faith, amen, from the start to the finish. 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 5.19 says this, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. He gave them this wonderful message or, or this wonderful testimony 
of reconciliation. This is what God has done for us. This, this is what we got to test. This is the gospel, church. The good news, amen, that, that is through grace, amen, that, that our sins are forgiven. Come on, that we have a purpose now for living. That the promise to you and I is what? Heaven. Hallelujah. There are hundreds of ways how to share the good news or the gospel. But the most important thing that you must learn is to love the loss the way God does. Come on. We love to reach those that we love. Come on, somebody. But we don't reach out to those that we don't want to be around. See, we got to love the way God loves. God, that's, that's all we got to understand. When we share the gospel, we must love the way God loves. God has never, listen, made a person that he did not love. Come on. Everyone matters to him. Come on. Let me tell you something. All lives matter to God. All lives. Jesus stretches arms across that, 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 that cross, amen, wide. And then he was saying, this is how much I love you. When he died on the cross for the world, for mankind, for all lives, he stretched out and says, this is how much I love you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 says, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. Whenever you feel like sharing the, what God has done in your life to this world, you need to spend time thinking what Jesus done for you on that cross. When you start to think that, then there's something that stirs inside your spirit when you start sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody. You start to add, add the personal stories of what God has done. But we cannot forget the cross, church. Without the cross, none of us are here. Come on, without the blood, amen, our sins are not forgiven, church. Come on, we got to remember the cross, amen. We always go back to the cross, amen. And see your Savior that hung on there for you. Died and laid down his life for you, willingly for you, for you can be set free. Come on, spend some time thinking about the cross we must care about the unbeliever because god does come on somebody love leaves no choice but to share the good news to somebody love leaves no choice but to share the good news to someone a parent listen a parent will run into a burn a burning building to save a child because of their love for that child their love for that child is greater than their fear come on if you're afraid to share the good news with those around you, then ask God to fill your heart with love for them and let your, and then start to share so they don't have to burn. Let our hearts be for God, church. Let us have the heart of God for lives. Come on. Let's reach out because people are burning. They're dying. And we have the good news to save them. We shouldn't be afraid to share anything of the gospel to anyone. You're saving them from the fire. Come on. Put that fear away. Let love just take over, church. John chapter 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love because perfect love drives out fear. Come on. If you have the love of God inside you, let me tell you, it will override fear in your life. Amen. You could tell anybody about Jesus. Come on, somebody. For 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says this, The Lord isn't really s slow about his promise, as some people think. No, 
He is patient for your sake. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but everyone to come to repentance or everyone to get saved. Another translation says this, God does not want anyone to be lost, but all people. He wants all people to change their hearts and their lives. God is very patient. But there's a time coming, church, where that trumpet's going to blow. And he's going to pick up his church. That time is getting closer and closer each day, church. He's a patient God. And he's patient through this pandemic. There'll be a time shortly where that trumpet blows. The rapture. The picking up of this church. And we're going home. But there's going to be people left behind, church. So we can't let them be left behind, but use your testimony. Share the gospel to somebody. Share your personal experiences of God because it may save somebody from the fire. We must keep telling people about the good news, church. I thank God that they didn't stop sharing the good news to me. I thank God that people didn't stop praying for me. I thank God that people didn't come my way man, and, 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 and help me through my situations when I was lost. See, as long as you know a person who doesn't know Christ, we must keep praying, loving them, and sharing the gospel to them. As a church, if we are a people, there are people in our community right now around this, this place that are not part of the kingdom of God. As a church, we must keep reaching out. Sharing in our jobs, in our schools, at the bus stop, amen, in the supermarket, doing your own outreaches. This is, you got to go out there and just share the gospel. Keep a track, keep a, keep, keep a, a flyer of the church in your pocket. And you know what? Here, I just want to give you this. Come on, sometimes you don't need to share nothing, amen. That's just, just here. Jesus loves you. And then they turn around, well, where's your church? And all of a sudden they start talking. Now you start sharing your, your story. Your testimony. Oh, I, let me tell you. I've been going to this church for so, so X amount of time. Amen. Let me tell you what God did for me. I like to see you Sunday. You invite them to Sunday, Wednesday, whatever it is, church. The church that doesn't want to grow is saying to the world, to hell with you. Come on. Let's pack out this place. Let's knock down some walls. Let's do what we need to do, church, to get people saved. What are you willing to do so that people will know we'll go to heaven? Church, what are you doing? Let me tell you, one thing that you never need to stop doing is inviting. Inviting. Right now, you've got Facebook media. You can invite, share, tag. I just invited somebody. Boop. There's another one. Boop. You can go boop, 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 boop. Do your friends. Amen. And that's what I do. Everyone's, I, I, I tag each one of you guys. And you don't forget. <laughs> but hopefully someone that I don't know sees your page about church. Come on. You, there's, we got to keep on inviting church. Don't stop sharing your testimony. Your experiences with God, what God is doing currently. But let me tell you, when you got saved, it's still, more, it's still powerful. Come on, you can share what God has done in your life and the bondages that he broke in your life, church. And always keep praying. We must pray, church. 
Prayer lines us up, amen, to God. Come on, what are you willing to do so that people will go to heaven? See, your mission field is all around you. Don't miss the opportunities, listen, that God has given you. There are opportunities. Come on, you ever had that little itch that you want to tell somebody, but you did it? Come on. Come on, somebody just say amen. Because we all done it. <laughs> Myself included, amen. There are times where I don't got time, I don't, I don't want to go back to my car, get a flyer. Come on, church, let's be real. We, we got we to get back to just, you know what, sharing what we need to do, amen. The mission feels around us. Don't miss out on the opportunity that God has put in front of you, amen, because that person, uh, come on, it may be his last or her last day. And God wants to use you to reach out to them. Share something. Do something, amen. Don't miss it because uh, we're caught up with ourselves. Hello. Or problems. I got problems. I can't share about Jesus. Oh, you can share about Jesus. Or plain laziness. I can tell you right now, laziness has hit the church during this pandemic. <laughs> I'm telling you, people got comfortable. I'm looking at Facebook. No, no. Comfortable. Well, man, when I start shutting down and we're not doing any any uh, Facebook live stuff, amen, people start coming. I, I, I got to go to church, amen. No Facebook for four weeks straight. I'm going to church. Come on, we, 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 we can't get comfortable, church. Come on, we got we to sacrifice. We got to come, amen. This is how the church was built, amen. They're built by tired men, man, but we take it by force. The kingdom of God, amen. Yeah, I'm tired. Let me tell you, right now, I wish I was home just eating. Come on, somebody. But not. I got I got a duty to do. I got to come. God has been faithful. God has been good. Uh, God, uh, give me some strength. Amen. Uh, it was a long day, but you know what? I want to go worship God. Uh, you know what? I want to see somebody. I want to testify. I want to I want to be in the presence of God's people. When you start to think that way, and then all of a sudden, all that goes away. Can somebody say Amen? Colossians chapter four, verse five says, "Live wisely." among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Live wisely, church. See, what an unbeliever, what is bad for an unbeliever that's in front of you, that you're at work and says, ah, I don't feel like going to church today. Oh, man, you're, you just, you just, you, you, you said something to them. You just tore down your church, your testimony, everything. You go, ah, I don't want to go to church today. I'm just, I'm going to go home. Hey, you going to church? Nah, I'm tired. Uh, I'll, I'll see it on Facebook Live, maybe. You know, you guys probably just clicked it on for five minutes and did a little emoji that you're in and then you're out. <laughs> you're watching some series. You're watching Dodger game sports, law and order, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm a law and order guy. Come on, church. We need, we need to stay active. Can I get a testimony? Come on, we got to share our testimony. Share these four parts that God is doing. That's how you share a testimony. Your testimony, personal experiences, godly passions. You start to share these things that God has done in our lives, church. You, you put them all together, Father. And God will just do because, come on. Is anyone, listen, going to be in heaven because of you? 
Will anyone in heaven say, hey, I want to thank you, run after you and say, you know, I'm here because you cared enough to share the good news. You cared enough to share your testimony to me, and I'm here because of you. Thank you. Just imagine the joy of greeting people in heaven whom you helped to get there, that your testimony that you shared at that bus stop or or that school, on the job, on that outreach, amen, are there because you took time to share your testimony. Eternal salvation of a single soul, listen, is far more important than anything else that you ever achieve in life. If you can get somebody into heaven. It's better than any rewards here on earth. Any money that you can make. That one soul. God has made you to be a member of his family. A model of his character. A magnifier of his glory. A minister of his grace. And a messenger of his good news to others. Come on. Spreading the gospel or the good news is so important. And we have a short time to share life's testimonies. Life is short, right? The Bible says life is like a vapor. You can be here one moment and gone the next. So we got to make the most of every opportunity. As Christians, as believers, as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ to share our testimony. The question is, can I get a testimony? Can I get a testimony? Don't stop sharing what God has done in your life. There's times I minister and I'll share the testimony of my wife. Because why is still powerful? You know, there's times, don't talk about me no more. I have to talk about you. Because God did something for us. It's a testimony. Don't ever stop talking. God delivered you. Set you free. But see, like I said before, different, different situations call for different testimonies. So it depends what you're reaching out. If you're just talking about yourself and bragging about yourself, that's, that's not right. But if it's reaching out to touch somebody, if it's good, it's good for the kingdom. Reach out. Let God use you. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because all of us have different experiences. I can talk about financial breakthroughs. I can talk about deliverance. I can talk about marriage. God has done so much in my life. There are different testimonies. And so when I listen to someone's life, then I say, I I, I can adjust my personal testimony here. And I can share with them. I I, I can understand them. I can can feel them. I can can just say, yeah, I've been there. Oh, you've been there? Yeah, let me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've been there. This, This is how you feel, huh? Oh, yeah, I've been there. This is what God did for me. See, those personal experiences, you, you, you capture them. When you start just preaching, 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 word, 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 and the word is good, church. But when you're reaching out for the unbeliever, trying to get cap, captivate them, tell them what God did for you. And then they'll learn about God and everything else. And God will start doing things in their lives. And then the word will start to grow inside of them. They understand the word, and the word is the breath of, breath of life, bread of life, and everything else, amen, in our lives. That we need the word of God to sustain us. But when you're reaching out to them, captivate them. Get a hold of them by sharing your personal story to them. Amen. Can I get a testimony? Hallelujah. Come on, let's all stand up. Hallelujah. Korabasika Rabasiko.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Say, God is so good.